what up, what it is, what's popping, and welcome to season two of Keeping It 9450, codename WBB. I am your host, KDOT, and it is an honor to be with you tonight. I want to wish my, my partner in crime, my pick and roll partner, DA, speedy recovery. He is a little bit under the weather, and we just want to wish him all the best and a speedy recovery. So I'm going to ride this one solo and do an isolation, and we're going to get everything popping. So let's go ahead and talk about our WNBA season preview. I am excited for the WNBA's 26th season. It's going to be very, very exciting. It's going to be something for the ages. Not saying that the 25th season last year wasn't something for the ages, but I think that this season is going to be bigger and better. So what we are going to do is we're going to get right into it and we're going to just talk about all 12 teams and what was also going to take place is we're, we're just going to give a quick preview of each team and actually uh, talk about them from their rankings 12 to 1. And what we're going to do is kick things off with our number 12 team. So. Without further ado, let's get everything started. So coming in at number 12, we have the Indiana Fever. And the Indiana Fever has had a very interesting road that they've been traveling, I guess, for the last three or five years. And I think that with, with Indiana, is definitely going to be a challenge this season. They have the potential from a roster standpoint, but they're so young and there's only three players from last year's team that's coming back and it's going to be a long season, but like a few of these teams in the league, the potential is high. So with their number two draft pick, Melissa Smith, their number four draft pick, Emily Anksler, their number six draft pick, Lexi Hall, and the 20th pick in Destiny Henderson, the rest of this draft and, and the rest of the draft class, uh, it's going to be a little bit bumpy but hey with young talent like that it's going to always be bumpy so with the potential of this roster I do think that from what I see it from a basketball standpoint three to five years down the road they could look really really good now after the draft they it, it was a lot of of mixed results from the fans but I mean, hey, a, a lot of those picks, I think they're going to do a solid job. And I, I think with the potential that they have, the Indiana Fever, they're just looking to restart and rebuild. So coming in, into the season, we want to ask ourselves, how can the Fever go from demolition to back to contention? And what I want to see from interim GM Lynn Dunn is – with the way that she has this roster molded, there's going to be a lot of speculation and a lot of what we're looking at from a, just from a, a roster standpoint, how we're going to see this roster come together. So 
you you got rid of Jantel Lavender and and, and Julie Alamon, and it, it's it's just a lot of youth and with Danielle Robinson, Kelsey Mitchell and, and Tiffany Mitchell. And then you have the potential of Victoria of Vivian's coming back, especially having the injuries that she had. It's going to be very interesting to see how those veterans just mix and in, in mesh with the, the youth there. And it looks like the fever will be keeping the majority of their drafted rookies and we know that you can't win with rookies outright, but the youth has so much potential that only throwing them in the fire will make them better. And it's going to be interesting to see vets like Bria Hartley, Kelsey Mitchell mess with the younger players. So we'll see what happens with the Indiana Fever. I can't wait to see them this season. They, they had a picture with the five rookies that were drafted. And I think that is going to be, again, very interesting to see what the Indiana Fever does this season. Just moving on to number 11, and that is the Atlanta Dream. This was a, a, a very unique situation last year, something that a lot of fans didn't necessarily expect because the roster looked pretty solid, but they were there were a lot of there were lots of of ups and downs for the Atlanta Dream last season and of course with the surprising coaching change in, in the beginning of the season it, it it just went left real real fast both on and off the court we have to put that in our rearview mirrors and it's 2022 the roster has shifted from top to bottom and of course that's starting with the GM and, and the coach and we've seen some culture shifting just from a roster standpoint. And we're going to see what the Atlanta Dream has to offer this year. So from that standpoint, it's looking like they have some stability, new management, new coaching, and, and a potential a new franchise player with the number one overall pick and Ryan Howard being selected. And her era is here. And... and Again, this team have a lot of potential, just like the Indiana Fever with their young players. And we're going to kind of walk into what type of steps this season they would need to take during this rebuild. So what Atlanta has done is, is something that's very, very good from the draft to upper management. It may not show, but I do believe that in a few years, this team will have a, a big say in how they see themselves in being a, a true contender. So you bring in the former two-time executive of the year in Dan Padover coming from the Las Vegas Aces. And that's something that was truly big. And for him to build that Las Vegas Aces roster to come into a contender and have to draft in Asia Wilson, 2019, they had the run before losing in the playoffs and then 2020 they they make the WNBA finals and then again last year they they make that run again in the semifinals I, I think that with Dan Padover it's going to be very interesting to see what he does and so far so good from a roster standpoint he's done a pretty good job and you can't forget the hiring of Tanisha Wright as their head coach. And I think it's always interesting when you have former players who 
ends up becoming coaches because I think they they look at it, they look at a lot of things from a different lens because they've played the game, they understand it, they've been in the trenches. And I, I think with everything coming out of last year, I think Tanisha Wright is going to shift um the culture a little bit and with this roster being with the mixture of experience and in youth think that that coach Tanisha Wright could could do that I think bringing a fresh voice and, and a new philosophy to this team is going to be a great thing and you know last but not least when you draft uh, players like Ryan Howard and Nas Hillman that's setting the to- tone for a new culture and they want to win right now but you have to look at it in a bigger lens and I think that they are on the right path and being a, a great a great team down the line. So they're, they're, they're making positive moves. And again, we'll see what happens this year. So a best of luck to the Atlanta dream and moving right along going into number 10, the New York Liberty. So the New York Liberty is, is a team that's very interesting to me because with new coaching and coach Sandy Brondello, after having uh, Walt Hopkins last year, they, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what the New York Liberty uh, does. And after losing by one to the eventual finals runner-up, Phoenix Mercury, I'm on last year, they're, they're coming in with a lot of expectation, in my opinion. But at the same time, this this roster, although it's solid, we need to see from a health standpoint if they can continue to make the run that they did on, on last year in making the playoffs, even though they lost, I believe, 10 of their last 12 games um, last season. And just by the literally by the luck of the Irish, end up making the playoffs with the Los Angeles Sparks and the Washington Mystics losing. So let's just, you know, get right into it. So I think that the Liberty, it, it, they're, they're one of those teams that you shouldn't take lightly. Of course, bringing in a new voice in Coach Sandy Brondello, a champion in 2014, and almost winning this title last season is going to be very, very interesting to see. Uh, free agent signing in Stephanie Dolson, who has championship experience and being a big piece in that game, in, in, in that final game last season with Chicago. I think this team can really make a run and with their main players, Natasha Howard and Sabrina Unescu, um, staying healthy. But Nigel Laney, who was a, you know, top five MVP player last year, is is definitely something that's going to be fun to watch. And I also want to see the improvement of 2021 Rookie of the Year, Michaela Onyewede, as well as Dee Richards. Um, I do want to see how they have both improved, but especially Michaela Anyuwede. She came onto the scene of late last season and her confidence just boosted a whole lot, as well as Dee Richards, because from a defensive standpoint, Dee Richards has, has always been very, very solid. But I do want to see what she's, in my man DA's words, what she has at her Birkin this year. So that's going to be definitely very, very interesting to see. So 
you can't forget one more free agent that's come in who was there last year. And that's Rebecca Allen. I think she was the a very important piece in coming back. Some someone who can stretch the floor and someone who can definitely do it on both ends of the floor. And again, when healthy, I think this team can can be a definite force. Starting out the year last year at five and one, but of course with Natasha Howard going down with with the knee injury, I mean they struggled a lot. So I think that coming back this season, they're focused. But again, we'll we'll see what happens. And best of luck to the to the New York Liberty. And then at number nine, we're going to come in with the Dallas Wings. So this team had a really, really, really good year last year, even with the inconsistencies that 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 brought about that this team still ended up making the playoffs and they were able to make the playoffs in dramatic fashion last year. I, I think that from a contending standpoint, um, they have definitely made the the league aware that with their youth and their excitement it is something that is going to be very very interesting this season so the number one thing for the dallas wings is consistency 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 that's the number one thing and that's the mantra in 2022 i think that this team is really really good they're way better than last year but of course, with last year, I think they just got into their own way. One game, you'll think they'll be any team in the league. And then other games, they would just be, they just look like they're just the bottom feeders within within their respective conference. And what I did like from a roster move standpoint is the acquisition of Tierra McGowan, someone who isn't afraid to get down and dirty in the post. Um doing all of the intangible things, grabbing rebounds, altering shots, blocking shots with her six, seven frame. But again, with the inconsistencies that she had in Indiana, we don't want that to translate after after the trade. I do have a slight concern about kind of like the roster itself because you did trade for Tierra McGowan. So what does that mean for the former number one overall pick of 2021 and Charlie Collier? What does that mean for the number two overall pick in 2021? And I think that it's going to be very interesting to see what coach Vicky Johnson has in store, but I do want to see a lot of improvement. And I think that um, the improvement is there and one thing about Coach Vicki Johnson, I think that she can bring the potential out of any um, player. And Tierra McGowan is one of those players that I think she can max her full potential out. So we already know what we're getting from Marike, Marina, Izzy, and, and Gold Medal Leash. But one player that I'm really looking forward um, to is, is Izzy Harrison because with the, the illness last year, it, she became very... There's, there was some inconsistency there. And of course, COVID is, is no joke. And I think that affected her a lot. But I think with playing in, in athletes, you know, athletes unlimited, it, it was 
very, very um, good to see Izzy just come back. And I, I think she has a lot to prove this year and she's going to definitely do that. Skills, the skill set is is just, I mean, the bag is full of a whole bunch of tricks. And, and I think that she's going to come back with, with full force. And what's intriguing about this team is the the draft pick of Veronica Burton. We, we were very high on Veronica Burton, just a great potential two-way player who can score at will, but also defend at will. But I think that she, she was already a pro and the way her game translates to the WNBA is going to be something that's going to be very, very interesting. But for now, I just want to see some consistency in, in the Dallas Wings, and hopefully we get that this year. So we're back um, at number eight, and we're looking at the Washington Mystics. So with this team, I don't think the term super team is there anymore with Tina Charles moving on with her career. It's is definitely something that the Washington Mystics is looking forward to. And that's reclaiming their, their throne at the top being the 2019 WNBA champions coming in 20 in 2020 with the, the COVID year and in the bubble, their their star players didn't play in Elena Deladon. And then she had the, the injury last year that kept her out the majority of the season. And the big question again is health. And I, I think the question is, is can Elena Deladon stay healthy enough to see how good the team is? So the Mystics might be one of the most they, they, they might be the most intriguing team to watch this season. Natasha Cloud has already been a very, very big part of, of Mike Tebow's culture. And I think that as she's developed coming in from, two, from 2019 in that championship, her, her point guard ability has been just simply amazing. We've seen what she's done in Athletes Unlimited. Um, and another player in Tiana Hawkins, who was like just completely dominant in Athletes Unlimited. That's going to be another thing where her confidence has risen tremendously. And, and I think that she's coming back with a vengeance with the Washington Mystics and having Natasha Cloud there would be very, 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 very great for her. And also with the... Um, comeback of Alicia Clark, who was out all last season with the foot injury, being back healthy is going to be something um, very interesting to see. So I think that with, with those, you know, three alone, and then of course, with Elena Deladon coming back from injury, I, I think that that's something very scary. And one of my favorite players to watch in the Olympics last year was not an American. <laughs> and that's Rui Mashida, who in in retrospect made DA look real good 
when he wrote his article on her and, and saying that she was one of the best players that that you never heard of, really. And it, it's something amazing that seeing her performance in the Olympics, I, I think that from a point guard standpoint, and of course, me being a point guard myself, she I believe that she can make a, a huge impact coming off the bench and setting the tone after Natasha Cloud does her thing, you know, in the starting lineup. And that's something that's going to be very interesting because you can play both Rui, even though as, as a small stature as Rui is, I think that playing her and, and Natasha Cloud at the same time, that might be scary hours <laughs> because the, the playmaking ability that Rui provides and the way she's able to get players um, into certain spots, into their favorite spots and shooting the ball is going to be very, very, very good to see. And just looking at it on paper, this team is very, very scary. The names alone, you have Deladon, Cloud, Ariel Atkins, Maisha Hines-Allen, I mean, Tiana Hawkins, Rui Mashida, like it goes on and on and on. So my biggest thing is the chemistry and also the health. Can they stay healthy to be a contender? And you also have to remember they lost Kristen Williams, their draft pick, and I haven't even gotten in to their number three draft pick in Shakira Austin. I think that Washington should be a team that you need to be looking for. And they can be a force to be reckoned with. So we'll see what happens there. So coming in at number seven, we got the Los Angeles Sparks. And the biggest question with the Los Angeles Sparks is can Derek Fisher make a legit run with this team. And I think that after having the season that they had last year, knowing that they could have made the playoffs, I think that the inconsistencies kind of kept them from making the playoffs. And I think this year is, is a little bit different. I think Derek Fisher definitely pulled a rabbit out of, out of the hat because with zero room from a cap space standpoint, how in the world you were able to rebuild this roster the way you rebuilt it. Getting Liz Cambage was definitely big from an offensive standpoint. And we all know that with her mindset, if, if, if she gets, if she comes in and does her thing, which I think she will, because she's now in a place where she really, really wants to, to be on and off the court in LA. Liz can definitely do some big things. And the question is, can her and, and Neka Abumake mesh together from a front court standpoint? I think that they can. And I think that Derek Fisher is going to definitely get her to commit a little bit more on the defensive end as well. And this team is more, of course, more than, than Liz when it comes to offseason transactions. We look at Kennedy Carter coming in, a pure bucket getter. Looking at Lexi Brown with, with the signing of Lexi Brown, we look at Jordan Canada, a lot of, of great potential coming down the line. 
with with this LA team, and they also drafted well. Looking at Olivia Nelson Adota coming in from UConn, showing a glimpse of how good she can be, and it's definitely again going to be very interesting to see what this team looks like. I think an, another leap in Taya Cooper coming in and and continuing to provide elite elite talent, especially coming off the bench this year. I believe she she can definitely take another step and. I think that this team is could be very interesting. So, especially with all the newcomers coming in, and then with the young talent, I, I think that that LA can definitely make some more noise. And coming in at number six, we have the Phoenix Mercury. So, this this team is definitely something that's going to be interesting. I, I think that with the the situation that's going on with Brittany Griner, there's going to be some changes. They've already had a coaching change this year and I think that with the signing of Tina Charles and then also with Diamond DeShields coming in in the trade that that's going to be something that's going to be very very interesting to see Diana Taurasi as well as Scholar Diggins Smith they're going to have to figure out a way to get this team going and I think that they had the potential to to repeat what what they did last year and going on in that run, but ultimately getting that goal and winning that championship. But the biggest question right now is the whole Brittany Grinder situation. And I think that there's going to be a lot of questions coming in, of course. But Sonatina Charles isn't a, one of those situations that you should just ignore, right? Because the, the leading score of last year, Tina Charles showed that she can – she still have a lot in the tank. And I, I think that even though Brittany Griner, the situation doesn't, you know, look ideal, bringing in T- Tina Charles is definitely something that's going to help the Phoenix Mercury this year. So we we hope to see another run and ultimately them hoisting that trophy. So moving right along, going in at number five, we got the Las Vegas Aces and the Las Vegas Aces has Definitely done a lot from a new coach standpoint, bringing in coach Becky Hammond from the San Antonio Spurs and signing a historic deal that the franchise owner, Mark Davis, was not afraid to emphasize, which I think it's very, very good that he put that focus in and put a lot of pressure on, on the league to expound and, and do more for not only the coaches, of course, but for the players, right? So I, I think that with Coach Becky Hammond, there's, there's of course, new philosophies. And the 2020 league MVP, Asia Wilson and Chelsea Gray, are going to be leading, you know, the way for that team. And I, I think the biggest question is, can they finally, finally get over the hump? And we know that they're going to be contenders this year. But the biggest thing is, Will they be ho- hoisting that trophy? And I, I th- this was my pick last year. And unfortunately, they were a game away from making the WNBA finals. I, I think that this year that they they can really do it. This this team is is what I thought this team was going to be all along. So with Asia Wilson being the de facto leader and playing more of the five, I think her athleticism and skill set will We'll just add on to what Coach Becky Hammond has in store. We always talked about uh, 
the the four the four out one in philosophy in those forty one sets that that Coach Becky Hammond is bringing from her her days of playing and then being under Coach Popovich for for that length of time. A lot of ball movement is going to occur. I think that there will be running a lot more. But the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is keeping that same defensive identity that uh, former coach Bill Lambeer had instilled in this team. So I want to see what kind of mixture of, of that will bring from an offensive and a defensive standpoint and if they can stay consistent there. So with with Coach Hammond, I'm interested in, again, in that offense. So we talked about that, that 41 set. And in, in some cases, you'll probably run some 50 sets, a lot of pick and roll and, D, um, and DHOs that's going to be mixed in. I think that one of their biggest plays will come out of the uh, come out of like a maybe like a 41 wrap or 41 cut 41 flare getting Kelsey plum a lot of those looks coming off of down screens and from from a point guard standpoint seeing what Chelsea Gray is able to do in, in high pick and roll settings with Asia Wilson and even in some cases pick and pop so I think that's definitely going to be interesting to see um you're going to see a lot more threes from this team. I think that with their draft picks in Maya Hollinshed, which to me was still one of the biggest uh, surprise picks in the first round. And then, of course, with the bucket getter and playmaker point forward, Kirsten Bell, that's going to help out a lot. I think with Kirsten Bell, she can improve um, as the season moves along with her perimeter shooting. And again, the 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 draft pick of Maya Hollinshed, her offensive bag is definitely a lot better than than you think because even though you probably don't know um, as a fan didn't know who she was, I definitely did. And shooting um at a, shooting at a high clip, I think she was this season. I think at forty one percent three point shooting. I mean that's that's huge for for the Las Vegas Aces and I think that with the dribble penetration and Chelsea Gray being able to get looks on um, the dribble penetration of Kelsey Plum who who can actually get to the bucket at will a lot of that pick and pop settings um pick and roll settings um is definitely going to be very interesting to see and I think it's going to be um very exciting for the uh, Las Vegas Aces this year and of course we at Right now at number four with the Minnesota Lynx, this is going to be a very interesting season because this is Big Sill's last dance. And I think the biggest question is, can the Lynx continue their consistent level of play? And the the biggest thing is they've always been consistent. If they haven't been in the finals, they've been in the playoffs. And the the thing is, Nafisha Collier being out with the pregnancy and congratulations to Nafisa Collier once again. I think that with everything that's happened with with Minnesota between the injuries, the the, the lineups being in and out from a from a backcourt standpoint, the can they come back and continue to be a contender? And and I think that they can. Crystal Dangerfield, of course, took a step back last year after having a great rookie campaign in 2020. I think that she's filling in and getting to know her role a lot more um, for this team. Cheryl Reeve has always done a very, very good job in maxing out potentials of players. Um, 
Lajah Clarendon coming in last year and, and filling in some of that point guard role is definitely going to be something that I'm I'm looking to see because now she now Clarendon is with the team full time. The signing of Angel McCautry was something that was very surprising, yet very exciting. So I can't wait to see her back on the floor after not playing in 2021 with the ACL. So that's going to help boost their their offensive load. I think that Ariel Powers and Kayla McBride and Natalie Achonwa, I, I think that coming back this year, even though they lost to the Chicago Sky, the eventual champion, they have a lot to prove. And it's going to be, again, very interesting with all these other teams that I've been saying, um, every team is going to be very interesting to see how they stay consistent this year. And again, this is Big Sill's last dance. She's announced it, um, that she will be retiring after this season. And we're definitely going to miss her, but she's not just going to let this farewell tour be just one of those things where every time she comes into an arena, there's going to be a standing ovation. No, she wants to end this year with championship hopes and they have the team to do it. So it's going to be exciting and it's going to be interesting to see what the Minnesota Lynx do. And then coming in at number three, we have the Seattle Storm. Now, this team from a roster standpoint, have re-upped. So Brianna Stewart coming back for another year. They've cored Jewel Lloyd. I think that with Coach Noel Quinn, she's definitely going to have a lot up her sleeve this year. The acquisition of Gabby Williams after not playing last year and being traded from the Chicago Sky to the Los Angeles Sparks and then from the Sparks to the Seattle Storm. That is going to be something very, very interesting because I think with her obligations last year for the French national team, a lot of things had had transpired and she wasn't able to get her foot settled coming into last season. But I think this season she's definitely coming back and she's coming back with a vengeance. Now, I, I think that this team from an offensive standpoint, they have all the tools is going to be um, defensively how they kind of find their identity um, for themselves. And I think with, of course, Sue Bird coming back for her final season, I, I think that she's also isn't just looking for a farewell tour, if you will. She wants to hoist that trophy coming in. So Noel Quinn is going to have a full behind, a full season on the bench. And then with the, I would say the acquisition of Coach Pokey Chapman, I think that this team is definitely a team to kind of watch out for. So we'll see what happens. Um, and I think that it's going to be very, very good to, to watch. So coming in at number two, we have the Connecticut Sun. Of course, my biggest thing with the Connecticut Sun is this team is really, really good. And Courtney Williams coming back, this team is much better than last year's team. And last year's team was a semifinals team. And then, of course, they lost to the, again, eventual champion, Chicago Sky. John Quo Jones, 
the 2021 WNBA League MVP. She's coming back and she's coming back with the vengeance. I think that with the acquisition of Courtney Williams coming back, it's going to be a dynamic to watch. Jasmine Thomas, of course, and Natisha Hodeman. And with the emergence of Dijanae Carrington, I think that this team can definitely make some, some you know, great strides. Of course, they lost a, a veteran in Brian January, who is with the, the team that we talked about formerly, and that's the Seattle Storm. I think that with Courtney Williams coming back, you definitely boost yourself offensively. But the identity, of course, is still going to be uh, defense and seeing what Alyssa Thomas can do after coming back in the playoffs. But she'll have a full season ahead of her as well. So I think that with the Connecticut Sun, they are definitely looking at after being the best team in the league all year last year and then losing in the semifinals. That's that's something that they're not taking lightly. And they're definitely going to be looking at coming back and and making the finals and not only making the finals, but actually winning it. So, of course. We'll definitely see what what happens with that, and I can't wait to see what goes along with that. And then topping off the number one ranking in our season preview is the Chicago Sky. The Chicago Sky, the defending champion, not only um, said they wanted to run it back, but they brought in a 2019 Finals MVP in and, and, and that is going to be something dynamic to watch. Again, they had some inconsistencies last year with the acquisition of Candace Parker, winning, starting off the season at 7-1 and one and then losing their next seven games and then coming back and going, I think they went 7-1 and one again or 8-2 and two or something like that. Like it was just something so crazy. At the end of the day, they hoisted the trophy. And I tell you, this Chicago Sky team said not only that they're going to be coming back and running it back, they said, let's run it back with some more firepower. And Emma Miesemann, I mean, come on. With her obligations, of course, for her national team and not playing the last two seasons, that was something interesting to see. But I think that she is back and I think that she's ready to run it back as well, being the 2019 champion. Coming in with the 2021 champions, that's going to be something that is uh, very, very exciting to watch. I know they lost Steph Dolson, who was very pivotal in that finals run, but Emma Miesemann is definitely a a good filler of Ste- of having Stephanie Dolson leave and move forward with the New York Liberty. I think that Candace Parker is looking at this like more of a legacy thing. Can I can I go back to back? Can I be a part of that elite uh squadron of of teams that went back to back and I, I think that they they have a chance to do it uh, with Finals MVP Kalia Copper leading the way offensively. I think that Coach James Wade definitely has a lot up, up, up his sleeve as far as different sets. I know that the team is is definitely a little bit different from last year's team, but I think they they are they are better, if you will. And the Chicago Sky is definitely going to be a, a great team to watch, and hopefully they can repeat as champions. So again, 
Very interesting to see. We'll see what happens. But there you have it. We have done our WMEA season preview, and we're very excited for May 6th to come come about. And this week is going to be very exciting. We have a lot of stuff coming at a lot of content coming at you. And again, I wish my man DA could be here uh, with us, but unfortunately he wasn't. And we want to wish him well, but I want to thank you for listening to Keeping It 9450, codename WBB. Don't forget to fo- don't forget to follow us. Of course, follow DA on Twitter. Uh, his handle is at the DRTest Show. And of course, you can follow myself, KDOT, on Twitter at K.Lu3H. Also follow the podcast on Twitter at Keeping It 9450 WBB and on Instagram of the same handle at keeping it 9450 bb and let's keep the conversation going subscribe to our Substack, and you can definitely hit us up any questions that you have articles podcasts anything just hit us up and that's codenamewbb.substack.com again this has been your host kda and as we always say love is love Peace.